0: You? She? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon.
1: This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams.
0: For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge, because girls don't play girls games. Don't play games.
1: Geek Herring is working to bring female-identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. Are you ready for
0: this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and just home from holiday co-host, Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you today? Hi, Amanda. I'm great
1: tired back from morocco i'm clean again and yeah tired so
0: <laughs> you make it sound like there was no showers in marrakesh Although or something great
1: showers in marrakesh i really loved mine but you go around the streets a lot of stuff is happening there so cobras monkeys all that stuff so you like to get washed afterwards as well i mean that's not fair that, not that i was in contact with them because they looked horrible and sad and stuff <laughs> but whatever
0: Yeah, no, otherwise it was great. Good. Well, I, for one, am very glad to have you home. And I'm very glad to have you here on this awesome episode that we have today because we have a super special guest. Yes, I'm so excited. That's the best thing to come home to. Best thing to come home to. Yeah, I agree. So I would like to introduce our guest, Patra. Hi, Patra. Hey, guys. Um, For those in the audience that don't know, Patra is a professional hearthstone player who is currently competing in the Grandmasters, which is an ongoing hearthstone tournament, which I'm sure she will tell you more about because it's awesome. (laughs) And in
1: a few episodes previously, we already talked about, or we mentioned you. Oh, really? Yeah, a while ago, because (laughs) of what was happening with you and the harassment that you experienced because people are assholes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that that was yeah. our statement to that. Yeah. But we're here for the good stuff today. Because Yay. we want to know everything about you. Yes.
2: All the good and all the bad. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
0: And we are so ready too. So would you like to introduce yourself, Patrick,
2: and tell us a bit about who you are? Mm-hmm. So um Well, I was born and raised in the Philippines, and I lived there for most of my life. And the last year I, well, actually, uh, my teenage life was all in New Zealand, actually. And, And then I went back to the Philippines, and I went to college in the Philippines for animation. And then I spent a year in France, and then I just recently moved to Atlanta, and I've been here for about a month. But yeah, I've uh, after animation, I dabbled in like freelance graphic design, and then I it just somehow led me to trying out streaming, and then I played Hearthstone, and now I'm you know a streamer for Hearthstone, and I'm part of Grandmasters. It's just crazy how everything just landed to where it is right now. That sounds awesome. It
0: does sound awesome, and it gives hope for people like me who have just started streaming and we're freelancing. And it's like, mm-hmm. hmm,
2: it can <laughs> happen. <laughs> yeah, many things can happen. Actually, you never know.
0: For how long have you
2: been streaming
0: or
1: playing Hearth Hearth? I always have issues pronouncing that game. To be honest, <laughs> it always doesn't sound like there's an th in there, but then there yeah. is. So I don't know. So
0: it's hard on that Austrian tongue. Hard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It's very harsh on the old tongue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, how long have you been playing the game?
2: <laughs> uh, I started playing it casually. like this is like not streaming it in like early 2015. Mm-hmm. And I started my stream. like my very first stream on Twitch was like October 2015. Nice. And I was very in and out. Um, I think I, I got really into it a year later where I started getting better equipment. So let's say like October, 2016, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit more serious about this because I see that it's growing. And then I just, I've been at it ever since. So it's like, it feels like I've been streaming for four years.
0: That's really cool. And obviously you like streaming most of the time. I
2: do. I do. Um, Right now I'm a little bit on a break. I, I think it's mainly because of Grandmasters is taking a lot of my time. It's it's like I've I'm preparing and playing and practicing for Grandmasters that I after once I'm done, I feel like, oh, my brain is so fried from thinking about Hearthstone. I, I don't really wanna stream it, like spend the rest <laughs> of like more hours streaming it. That's just like a full day of Hearthstone. But Yeah, so that's how I'm feeling um, recently. That makes sense. It's just, I think that it's really hard to be a competitive player and a streamer at the same time. Like You have to find the right balance or have a really good schedule, and I'm kind of bad with schedules. So yeah, (laughs)
0: that's
2: the the only thing I wanted to add.
0: No, that's fair. Um, I was just going to say, I suppose that you can't really stream what you're practicing for the Grandmasters
2: yeah for this season no it's really hard to practice on stream because there's banning uh, there's protecting and there's a banning of a deck and um with the old format last like the first season grandmaster season one there was it was it was called specialist where you bring one deck only and once everybody's deck lists were out it was okay to practice on stream because everybody kind of knew what was coming already Yeah, so with this new format, you can't practice on stream. So it's a little bit different.
1: Interesting.
2: Mm -hmm. Also so
1: much strategy behind that game that I can't wrap my head around (laughs) anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the banning process or the protecting banning process sometimes is like a, a mind game almost. Or like rock paper scissors, and I I'm always trying to read my opponent, and I, and last week I basically failed both of my matches. I failed reading it well because there's I feel like there's like different levels of the mind game. So level one would be like queuing up first, the most obvious deck that you plan to play, because it beats like two out of three of their decks, and then like level two is like countering what you think they're going to queue countering that level one so the first match that i had this weekend that just passed uh i went level one and he read my opponent read that and i was like no his (laughs) deck beats me and then the the match after which was sunday i decided to go level two and then he went level one. So I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because like losing the first match like really does suck. But you, you can always reverse sweep, of course. But yeah, sometimes like yeah. I think I was just I was just too into the mind games like this previous weekend. Like I kind of screwed myself over. That's what I think anyways.
0: I actually managed to catch your match live on Sunday. I don't normally catch them Um because I'm terrible at actually watching streams on Twitch. But I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could catch this live. And that, that was tough. Like, I saw his opening hands. Uh, you're playing against Tom. And yeah. not my partner, Tom, just for the listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was his opening hands. I was like, oh, there's no coming back. Like, this is really uh-huh. shit opening hands for yeah. both, like,
2: yeah for you. shaman against priest <laughs> is just bad it's because he he protected his priest actually and i've protected my warrior and i was like yes because warrior beats priest most of the time and um that's when and then after that we banned accordingly and then when we were deciding i was like is he gonna pick priest first because he protected it or is he and then I, I could go well, my warrior but I was like, it's so obvious because I protected my warrior. I don't want to cue my warrior first because he's not gonna cue priest. So that's when I went like I thought he was gonna pick druid. And that's when I that's why I went shaman. But then it turns out mm-hmm. he went priest. Just so you understand it a little bit better.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's all those mind games like you were saying.
2: Yeah, I think I I need some like I need to study like game theory or theory or something. And that's what some a couple of people have told me to just help. Better with these mind games because they say sometimes like it just thinking too much into it can actually screw you over,
1: <laughs> like mm-hmm. in real life. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes people just keep it simple. That's that's the bottom line, you know. And and then like you're you're here just like overthinking it.
1: <laughs> that's so in, it's is it sounds a lot like poker. Though I have no idea about
2: poker either. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I play poker, Texas Hold'em. I love poker. The good thing with poker is that you can fold. Like you're sort of like investing in certain hands, right? And you can fold when you feel like you're beat. And folding, making a good fold does still feel like a good win to you because you're saving some money. (laughs) Which is always great. (laughs) Yeah. But in Hearthstone, you're kind of like, well, this is what I queued. Um, Let's let's move on to game two and see what happens there. And it's best of three. So if you lose twice, you're kind of just done. That makes a lot of sense. And it's a shame as well, the way that it worked (laughs) out this weekend for you. Hopefully it'll be getting better. Like I've very much accepted how Hearthstone is. And, um, you know, you could, even though you prepare a lot for it, sometimes you could just lose still. And that's why it's a little bit frustrating sometimes because, you know, a lot of the audience just look at your score and just be like, "Oh, you're you're terrible." They don't realize that sometimes you can play decently or have decent games or just play fine and it just wasn't in in it for you like you just you just couldn't win. There's this guy in season 1, he he his name is uh, I hate to use him as an example, but but he was doing really I won't say his name, but he was doing really well in season one. In season two, he's gotten a really bad score. And people are also giving him crap now. Like the and he's been tweeting it, um, tweeting like how upset he is or like what's happening. And the thing is, I couldn't really do that for myself last season because every if I made any sort of negative tweet or any sort of opinion people would come at me like, well, no, you just suck. You know, so I was like, I was not going to tweet anything. But it's just so interesting for me now. Like, of course, I don't wish it upon anybody. Mm -hmm. But it's just like him going through that now. It's like, I'm glad it shows people that it's not it doesn't just happen to me just Mm -hmm. because I'm a girl, guys, like it Mm could happen to anyone. And I've talked to other pros. I was like, do you believe that? You could play fine and decent for like all your games, but you could just go 07 or 09 and they're like, yep, it can happen. It's like there's a there's always that chance.
1: How does this? How Grant Masters work for an idiot like me who has no idea? So, or generally Hearthstone? You do have a specific deck that you choose that you then
2: play with? Mm-hmm. So every week we have to pick four decks mm-hmm. and then we submit that and then... Right before a match, they ask us to protect one deck mm-hmm. and ban one deck from our opponents and it can't be the deck that they protected. So they, there's like a guy in the middle that sort of just goes, okay, tell me what deck you protected. And then I'll tell him. And then he'll he'll do the same to the other guy. And then he'll sort of tell me, okay, Tom banned this deck from you. i oh, sorry, Tom protected this deck. Tom protected Priest. And then he'll tell Tom that I protected Warrior. And then the next level is like, tell me what deck you're going to ban and then they tell mm-hmm. us what deck we've banned from each each side and then so we're left with three decks that we can play the one that we protected and the other two that are left mm-hmm. so you technically don't have to play one of your decks you just have to uh, win with two of your deck mm-hmm. so this is the current format so basically it
1: could just be you could have the smartest decks if the other one just has a s- one that fits better there's also a huge luck situation and all of that isn't there even though there's so much strategy as well but if you Mm -hmm. have the wrong deck playing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. then you can be as smart as you want and it can still be bad like you said
2: i think the first couple of weeks people were still figuring out what were the best decks and you know the meta is always slowly kind of changing it's like you have to be ahead by knowing what is the best four decks to bring every single week and I notice like if someone has like kind of like a weak lineup maybe there's like one deck that's kind of like a weaker link for them then it's it gives you kind of an edge a little bit because it's like oh okay he's got he doesn't really have like the best lineup and maybe like like I see that most like a few of my decks beat that fourth deck really well and like so he's kind of like stuck on three only rather than no stuck on two rather than three. Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's against tom for example he had a really good lineup i feel like his four decks were just the very best i didn't bring priest last week but i am noticing that it is the best deck to bring it was weird because priest got nerfed one of its cards was nerfed like a week before so i thought priest was okay but not the best and i found out this past weekend that you know priest is actually the nuts like everybody's playing it on the ladder right now so i'm pretty sure this upcoming week of grandmasters uh you're gonna see like everybody bringing priest and i'm just wondering like see the next the next thing would be like maybe one of their decks beats priest do you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like they, maybe okay. they bring one new deck that beats priest also like there's a couple of decks that already beat priest but i don't know maybe they bring like an extra one just in case but who knows yeah, they
0: like ta- tailor their decks just to beat the priest deck mm-hmm
2: yeah it feels like a lot of people are kind of queuing priest first based off um what happened last <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> like, i'm gonna play the best deck first
0: <laughs> yeah maybe that's the strategy
2: <laughs> yeah it's, it's the safest or just playing the best deck right
0: yeah so how long would a season of Grandmasters last for? Uh, s-
2: seven weeks, I think seven. it is. And seven you're playing weeks. every
0: single weekend?
2: Yeah, two matches every single weekend. It could be either be Friday and Saturday or Friday, Sunday or Saturday, Sunday.
1: And when you say match, you play against... I obviously, again, have no idea. You play against one other or like in a tournament situation kind of
2: thing? There's like a schedule all laid out where... I face two people only mm-hmm. on the weekends. So let's say Saturday I face this one guy and Sunday I face another guy. And that that match lasts like an hour, an hour and a half max. And then after that, you'll see the casters will be casting the next game after me. It's just like, it, they, they'll do like five games, let's say of APAC region first. And then I'll go to EU region where they do another five games. And then... uh america's for another five and then they do that they do that friday saturday and sunday because we're like 48 players and it's oh, just wow. like seven weeks long and then at the end they'll look at our score there's 14 games total so you could go 0 14 like that that would be the worst score like just like winning at all yeah so by the end of like the seven weeks if you're one of the bottom, if you are the bottom of your group, because there's two groups in each region, so there's two groups in APAC they split, and then two groups in EU, two groups in NA Americas. And if you're at the bottom of your group, there's two people going to be relegated. So two people from APEC are coming out, two people from EU coming out, and then to whoever does well in Masters, the Master Tours of Hearthstone will replace the people that just got. That just left grandmasters. Okay,
0: So that makes sense. To me. Yeah, <laughs> does it make sense to Monica though? She looks a bit, a little bit confused.
1: <laughs> so it's not a like a knockout system. Everybody stays to seven weeks, but then who has the highest number? The lowest ones get kicked out, and
2: yeah, the top four also goes to the championships. Okay. Wow. Yeah, which is happening at BlizzCon, I think season one. We've already gathered like four people who are going to BlizzCon to compete. I'm going to go to BlizzCon and, and watch that. So for
1: how long is it already go- running? Like how far in, in are you now? Um, we're at week
2: four. Okay. Yeah, we're at week four.
1: And so the first few are so high already that they're going to stay there basically. And you already know that they're going to. Mm-hmm. Wow. I
2: think Hunter Ace is at six o right now. Which is insane. Like it's always nice, right? There's never he hasn't even lost yet. It's insane. But there's a lot of people who are still like two, three, etc. I only have one win as of now. Hey, Yay, but at least at that least means you're not going to be
0: ending in like 14 So
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember last season it took a while until I got my first win. But I'm happy that that that's happened already. People were just. I I remember just being 07 last season and people were just like, yeah, she's never going to win, you know, just, and it gets really tough when you're in that situation, because even if you're a guy, you know, like the pressure gets you. It's like the more you want a win, you're like, can I, can I get a win this time? And then once you get it, you're so relieved.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you find that when you're playing, um, would you overthink um, and, or, like think and consider your plays too much and kind of get up in your head, get stuck in there while you're playing?
2: Sometimes turns, there are certain turns in Hearthstone that are really hard and um, you rope a little bit longer. I always rope even some simple turns because you're, you're still th- you're, you're still like sort of planning it out. Even if you're, you could even be planning like another turn or like thinking about what they might play on mm. this this upcoming turn of theirs um but yeah I, I notice with myself if i'm behind on board like i'm kind of losing and i i have to figure out a way to like come back it kind of screws me up a little bit especially if the board is at a really yeah like tough state for me that's usually where i most likely make misplays if i'm mm-hmm. like really behind but when you're when 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 i'm ahead on board like i i really make sure i I'm uh, on point and they're just like, try not to screw this up, Patra, you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: And I know that last season you had tweeted that the audience wasn't very kind to you.
2: Mm-hmm. I've been watching how the audience is for everybody w- with guys and with me. It just feels like I'm under a microscope more than some of the other people because you know I'm the only girl just so happens to be and um like with other players they'll so there's people in chat that goes oh he's bad oh these plays are terrible these are like the general ones and mm-hmm. I don't get mad about them like if, if they say the same thing to me but there's just so like I don't really know where to draw the line with some of these comments and like I sometimes there's Of course you know those typical sexism ones where it's like oh what's a girl doing here she should be in the kitchen you know something (sighs) stupid like that um or this win doesn't count because it's like against a girl it's a free win it's like there's stuff like that that i read and it's really annoying but Mm -hmm. i'm almost used to it now like i'm just like I, i don't even go to the chat anymore like if I can't watch my games because it's so tempting to just click on the button to see the chat. Because mm. I'm human, right? I want to see what people yeah. are saying. But like, I, sure. I want to watch my games because I want to know what the casters have to say. And uh, like, I want to learn from my VOD. But I just don't like doing it at all because I hate looking at the chat. And um, I remember one person even said like, oh, Patrick's playing? I would rather watch Kibler's dog like eat. You know, it's just like, I, I, I like that is offensive to me. But like, maybe some people don't care about that. Like, maybe a mod can look at that in the channel and be like, eh, it didn't say anything bad. But like, it, it feels like almost like a personal kind of attack to me a little bit. Yeah. So like, I don't know where to draw the line. That's the thing. So if it's comments like that, I think they should just <laughs> delete it. But yeah, yeah. They, they've gotten better at, I think there was this one, like just recently, um, maybe you've seen tweets about it. There was this one guy who was trying to like rile people up and just say sexist comments in in the chat. And I just sort of like, I saw it all of last season and I saw it again this season. I even messaged him, hey, why are you being a dick? (laughs) And he's like, I don't even really remember what he said. I just, I sort of just warned him. I was like, if you keep up with this attitude, I'll have to tell like someone you know like a moderator to just ban you and he was just all angry like oh why are you threatening me which is not a threat it's just Mm -hmm. saying like relax you know like because it's kind of hurtful and you shouldn't be doing things like that anyways he acted by the way he acted from me just telling him that way i was like okay i'm getting this guy banned." Mm. so i messaged uh, someone from blizzard and i was like please ban this guy and they did and he was upset with the band and he started messaging like the moderators saying I- I'm not sexist and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. one of the moderators, which happens to be Gia, decided to go back into the VOD and like find proof that he was. And she made a tweet and about it. And it just like it was funny. Everybody on, uh, like this is actually the first time that something like this was kind of addressed. And a lot of people were like, yes, you know good on you, you mm. know, for getting mm-hmm. people like that in chat. And even girls came out and said, you know, thank you so much for making my experience better by like banning people like this. Cause it's so hard to watch mm. just like rooting for Patra and seeing like stupid people in chat like that.
0: Yeah. It, <clears throat> it definitely is as, as an audience member, um, hard to see like people that you respect and that you're rooting for, like you say, getting, shit on basically because of their gender uh-huh. um like it's, it's not cool i was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day and we were saying like you know if a ba- male streamer makes uh, a move that you wouldn't move or w- that you wouldn't play it's like okay well i wouldn't necessarily have done that like that uh, wasn't the move that i would have done or the play i would have done however if for example it's you or another female player uh, it's like, oh, she made that shit play because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. And it bringing something completely irrelevant like gender into it when it's a game like Hearthstone, it's like just because, you know, just your gender doesn't have anything to do with mm-hmm. the way that you play the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't you'd be seem surprised. to matter. Yeah.
2: yeah, so many people just think that way. It's, yeah. And then there's like a lot of people joined in on that bandwagon, you know. So you just gotta like kind of cut it down so that not a lot of like it just slowly stops people from saying silly things like that i think it's sometimes so difficult
1: because people feel that whatever they do on the internet is fair game right they can do whatever they want they don't get penalized for it they can do whatever they feel like they're doing sometimes i don't even think that they would publicly do that in their own lives with people that they Uh cross paths with Uh um but online, everything is, is just fair game. And, and mm-hmm. I feel there at uh, some sort of shift needs to happen mentality wise there, because it's just not like people get upset when they read negative things about them, when they get bullied, basically. So just because it's written doesn't make it less hurtful.
2: For sure. Like, And everybody has a limit. You know, some people are sometimes they their advice to me would be like, oh, just ignore it. Just, yeah, you'll be fine. And it's like, yeah, I I know. But let's say a little a kid at school gets bullied like for a whole year. He's going to break at some point. Yeah. So and it's like sometimes I have like these moments where I just like I just uh, I'll like snap at someone and like on my stream because like, you know, you just it just takes like a bad day. Yeah. And then it'll come out but yeah Mm -hmm. I I, like I told you guys I've dealt with it a lot already so I'm kind of like used to it but it sucks that it's taken like this much and now I'm like okay like it it was like a whole experience like up and down and Mm. sometimes I've even felt like scared like I just want to hide in the corner like I don't even want to like play I I have to do it because it's my job Mm. to play but you know it's it's tough sometimes
0: I think it's really sad that it's something that you've had to get used to. Just that it's become such the norm for you that it doesn't even bother you anymore. Like it's just quite a sad state of affairs.
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's got to start. Like it's going to start like this at the beginning, and it just it's just going to get better. There's it can only go up, right? Mm-hmm. From this, so that's how I look at it. Like someone has to take like the first few girls in yeah. any game in the esports scene has to take this and it sucks but yeah. change will happen slowly the worst part about being the only girl is that um it feels like there's some people who just think that my actions reflect every other single girl's actions mm. and it's like that's not the case like if i do badly it doesn't mean like all girls are gonna do badly that's just mm. silly we're all different people and you know we have different journeys like in the game so
1: and i don't get why this stuff stuff like this would be generalized because playing a game like hearthstone doesn't require any specific skill that would be tied to a gender so there are like billions or well billions or millions of guys out there who can't play shit in hearthstone and they're just don't don't have the practice but that has nothing to do with them being guys and you playing great is because you put the work into it and you you're good at it and that's your work that you put in there and it's not because you're a girl or because you're a guy or whatever but it's Mm -hmm. because you worked hard for it to get to where you
2: are now yeah i've played it a lot (laughs) Because like I said, four four years of streaming Hearthstone, like, yeah. has gotten me here basically. I just
1: find that super rude that people just uh, assume that you must be bad because you don't have a noodle flying around between your legs.
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're also playing against real, like they should think about it. Like I'm playing against like some of the best players yeah. in the world, and I mm-hmm. happen to be yeah probably like the like the underdog of the whole league. Yeah. So it's going to be tough for me for sure. And I want to, you know, like my goal was to just not come last and try to do, you know, as best as I can. But I've already accepted, you know, like if I do get relegated, you know, it is what it is. And some people are like, oh, that's a bad mindset to have. I'm like, no, it's not because it's like you're kind of being okay with whatever happens. Like, you Mm -hmm. know that if this happens, it's fine. I can focus on other things. And it was a great experience. But of course, I'm gonna try my best. I'm not like going, oh, I'm gonna lose. I'm not saying I'm going to lose. I'm, I'm still trying.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good mindset to have actually because it kind of, if the worst does happen and you are relegated, like you're, it's not going to completely shake your worldview and like mm-hmm. you're not gonna be really like super hard on yourself or anything for what happens.
2: Hmm. I think a lot of people like, especially. Uh, all the the lowest points right now they all have it in their the back of their mind that they could get relegated you know and they have to come to terms with it like if they are it's fine and what's the next thing for them do you
0: think that in order for change and progress to happen in terms of horrific comments in chat for example that it's something that we as like a gamer society can do on our own like shift that mentality up a level so that certain people aren't dicks or do you think it's going to take something like stronger twitch moderation for example to like bring those changes about
2: i think the twitch moderation helps for sure i i don't think we can ever completely stop it because there's always going to be new people coming in saying stuff but if they see that it's wrong like if, if you just leave it up there in the chat that 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 already is a bad example of like because they think like oh i can get away with it this Mm. is amazing Mm -hmm. but if if they see that it just gets deleted and nobody likes that those things then they probably will get bored of it after a while Mm. and just stop saying it it starts with one person and then it starts with two and then they're like oh let's all join in yeah it just -hmm. gets really bad stupid little
0: herd mentality
2: (laughs) but like i said it's it's most of us most of us most of the players get the same thing just I think sometimes with mine I see it gets like a little like it crosses the line a little I mean everybody has an opinion they have it in
1: every sport people shouted football players for Mm -hmm. not doing the right move exactly even though they sit on their couch eating potato chips and being overweight Mm -hmm. and would never (laughs) be able to even remotely participate in a game like this so people have Uh, opinions about competitive sports all the time it's just really annoying when it gets so personal that and so frequent Mm -hmm. that it influences you sorry
2: i agree like i i'm not like i said i'm not gonna get mad about the comments that are just like oh that person sucks i can play better than that you know because those are just the general lines Mm. that they're gonna always say
0: how um how do you get on with the other players in the Grandmasters? Like, do they obviously, like you said earlier, they are at the top of the game pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, how are their interactions with you? Like, do you would you talk to them at all or at all? I I don't actually know, like, because you all aren't really face to face with each other when you're playing. So, do you have like any kind of interactions with them?
2: We're all, we all kind of, we're, we're fine when we talk to each other. And I have a, a couple of pro friends. Two of them aren't in Grandmasters. Yeah, I talked to two other Grandmasters. So there's four, two that aren't in Grandmasters and two that are. And we just only exchange words and like small little advices and stuff. Um, but it's never actually like, practice games I notice when I try to ask for help with like just having practicing games with people people don't have time or like they they'll say like yeah I'll help you but then you know it it takes a lot out of their own schedule to have the have the time to play with you so I I don't I kind of stopped asking people for that and I just started talking to people for advice only like with pros like what do you think about this or like this sort of tech And then see what they think. And, you know, I just like, it's like nice to have confirmation sometimes that you're doing something good. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now with grandmasters, it's it's really strange because my community, my streaming community think it's so easy for me to just, they think I have a practice group or something with Mm -hmm. other grandmasters. Because I know some grandmasters have a practice group of two or three people where they're practicing with each other. And my community thought the same with me. And I was like, no, actually, I'm not even like playing games with any of the other grandmaster players. And and they're like, well, I, you know, can't you just ask them? And I'm like, it's not as easy as you think, you know. This is like a competition. It's not mm. all exactly friendly all the time. And it it's like I get that they're doing they're they're doing stuff for themselves already, and uh, they just don't have the time. And that's just something that. Girls in the competitive scene have always realized that it's hard to be part of a practice group. And, you know, many girls will not even be part of a practice group. And it's hard for them to get better because guys feel like they contribute nothing to the table. And they're like, why did they, why should they waste their time helping, you know, a girl? So a lot of it that you have to do it yourself and I practice with my one of my mods from my stream. And I know this is going to be like super shocking to any like Hearthstone um, person that listens to this, but I have a mod that, you know, gets legend, like he's a good player. And I just need to play a few games every week with him just to to get a feel of like what beats, what deck beats, what deck, what am I, what am I comfortable with? And, and, you know, I always thank him. I'm just like, oh my God, thank God I have you. Right. Cause I do need to get practice games in, so that's that's how I'm doing it. And last week I decided to to help other grandmasters with something, trying to show people like um, this is not like a one way street where I'm only asking for things. I can help you. And so I helped a couple of people with some prep, pre- uh, some like two grandmasters with some prep work, and they actually thanked me in their interviews. And I was like, yay, that's so wholesome. Like. <laughs> I'm really happy that like I'm slowly trying to like show that I can contribute something. Mm. And a lot of people like saw that and they liked it. And they're like, that's awesome, Petra. So
1: it sounds kind of sad and so much effort at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> which is so sad.
2: Yeah, It is. It is sad. But that's just one of the negatives about being a girl gamer. Like practice groups are going to be so hard for you and um your efforts and achievements are lessened it, and of course we've already talked about the you know negativity that's another one and just hard to fit in you feel like you i think like there's this weird strange thing where sometimes the guys get teased. Like if they're seen talking to you or hanging out with you, I, I get this vibe or like, I see it. All of these are just my own personal experiences Mm. that I'm sharing. So you'll see the guy just sort of get teased, like, Oh, you're, you're so thirsty. You like her. Right. Or something like that, rather than it's just friends. And because of like, they don't want to deal with that. So they would rather like, just stay away from the girl to like, have any sort of like, embarrassment or shame or and then so it's like oh you kind of feel kind of alone in this and you're looking to find maybe another fellow girl in the scene who you can relate with yeah do you think that uh i mean would i'm not sure if
1: that's a one step back suggestion but having a female league
2: Mm-hmm. Would that they be- had one actually. Okay. Um, it wasn't by Blizzard though, because mm-hmm. it's. I can understand why Blizzard doesn't want to do like an all-female. Lead. Yeah, it, it could be, you know, bad for them. I I don't know, but because a lot of people ask like why don't they and stuff like that, and I, I tried to think of it from their perspective, but other organizations have done it. And there was one called WSOE which did it really well. And a lot of people were liking the format actually that they did for for the girls. And it was it was nice to see more girls competing and, and the guys the guys were rooting for us in the chat. There was nothing really negative too, and their moderation was so good in the chat. Probably has the same issues
1: like every female sport where female sports get less money. And male, the male versions of the same thing. Like female WNBA gets paid less. Ski, mm-hmm. The skiers get paid less. So maybe that's why Blizzard doesn't even want to start with that. Because eSports in itself is sometimes just hard to finance, I assume.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the money also depends on the like how many players are in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, so far... Well, WSOE, I think that was... The mo- the money that they put up for the girls was really good, better than some of other Hearthstone events I've seen. Mm-hmm. So we were all happy with that. <laughs> but yeah, I- I've seen like some Chinese tournaments. They uh, they've had lesser prize pools for the girls, but I think it's only because there's just less there's less players and things like that.
1: But for a general well being, sounds like something that would help a lot of the issues that you're facing, like the harassment and the not working with each other because you're a girl and shit like that
2: yeah it's hard to really just you know make it all It like it's not really like black and white for mm-hmm. sure there's like I, I just like sort of saying like how it is for some people like obviously like I'm sure like there's guys some guys who will probably there, there have been guys who want to help me sometimes and come out and reach out to me from the scene but you know sometimes like they're busy with life and, and stuff so I, I i get that too
0: what do you think the future of hearthstone esports looks like for women or what do you think needs to change for it to be a more well-rounded and accepting environment mm,
2: i think it looks good for women because it's just a. I feel like right now there are a lot of girls who play hearthstone already but they're just more on like the casual side and not competitive yet and it's good that we're seeing a lot of you know i think like the ratio of like casual girls would be like to to casual guy players would be like 30 to 70 or 20 to 80 something like i'm not sure exactly but that's what i'm guessing and competitive right now looks really small like if there's like a turn up like a master tours for example which has 300 people in it i would think like 10 of them are women oh Mm-hmm. That's this. This is competitive. So yeah, it's yeah not, I think it's, not a lot it's slowly competing. growing. If you could compare those stats to like the very first year of Hearthstone, there was only like a couple of girls. So mm-hmm. it's getting better and better, and more girls are coming out. And I think it's because they're seeing girls, right? They're, they're mm. seeing girls who play. And like I remember, I saw Eloise playing, and I was like, oh, she's so cool. I want to be like that, you know? And now I'm in her position, it feels like, and people are looking at me and wanting to be to be where I am too. So it's it's like a, a cycle and everyone's like coming up and it's great to see more girls.
0: Um, we had a guest on a few weeks ago um who works in esports from the broadcasting and casting side. Mm-hmm. And she she feels that in the next five to ten years we're going to see a, a much bigger influx of women in mm-hmm. in esports. Um and I, I do think she's right because there's more than we saw five years ago now. So another five years, is it's just growing for us.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And thanks to people like you who already show us the way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Paving the way for us.
2: <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, now that I know what it's like to go through it, I'm thinking like, what if like Eloise, you know, someone, I looked up to her. She probably went through the same things or maybe even worse. Who knows? Like, Everyone has like an interesting story to to what they faced, like as a girl in the competitive scene, mm-hmm. for sure. And we're glad um, you did, even though it's yeah. painful sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, podcasts like these like help so that you know people on the outside can understand things clear mm-hmm. and you know, um, just so that we get the word spread, and like it just helps the situation to improve.
0: We try our best. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to young girls or not so young girls looking to get involved with Hearthstone on a professional level?
2: Specifically, young girls looking to get into e- uh, competitive esports, just be one tough cookie <laughs> 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 because it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. It really is, and but yeah, like we talked about, it's okay because the future looks better. So we have that to look forward to. I like that one. Be one tough cookie. (laughs) Uh Yeah, I do too.
0: And what advice would you give to me who's trying to teach my 69-year-old dad how to play Hearthstone?
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, I think it's like Hearthstone is a great game where it's so simple, but it could be so deep also. And I think just... You know pay attention to little small details if you can about making good value trades or when can you attack face you know like tra- whether you should trade or go face and what kind of deck you're playing and make sure you understand that kind of deck like how do you win with it what is your win condition and just being knowledgeable about all the decks in the meta really helps like so you you kind of know. Once you know the decks, you kind of know what cards you can look out for in certain turns. Oh, he has four mana? He's going to play this. Or he could play that card, you know, stuff like that.
0: Okay. Lots of learning for him then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, he doesn't have to. He could just, you know, play it as it is. And it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. He was so excited. He said to me other day, he goes, I won two games. I still don't know what I'm doing, though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel him (sighs) on that one. (laughs) Eventually, he'll start understanding more and more. See, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. The learning curve.
0: Yeah, it's a good curve.
2: Fun. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, that's about what we've got today, Patra. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to us or to our audience?
2: I just want to say thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun sharing my experience. And make sure to watch me on stream, twitch.tv slash Patra. And yeah, if you want to try and watch my games, that would be great. Yeah. (laughs) for All the support in chat.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The good kind of support, though.
2: (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Uh, We'll put your Twitch link in our show notes. And where else on the internets can we find you?
2: Twitter. On Twitter, I'm Patrick Cadness. That's my full name. And I have Instagram, too, which is also Patrick Cadness. And YouTube, I'm just Patra. But yeah, mainly um, mainly on Twitch is the best place, and my Discord. Those are like the two places I'm most active. My Discord is disc- discord.gg/patsha. Awesome. Yeah.
0: We'll put all that information in our show notes. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks.
1: Thanks so thank you. much for doing this with us today. You're
2: yeah, it was welcome. a lot of fun. It was so cool. I hope you guys like got to know it a little bit better, and you know,
1: it's so interesting to see the position of someone who has been in. Not such a great position for once as well. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think yeah. it's important to see the behind the scenes as well because people always seem to think that there are not actual actually people involved or people hurt by their behavior. So I feel it's important to be visible and vocal about this too. That it's not always just fun and games.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. It isn't. So thanks so much. Sometimes, yeah, it's yeah. hard work brilliant well, i feel inspired to maybe stream some hearthstone tonight ah. <laughs> Oops. awesome well thank you again patra and good luck for the rest of the grandmasters thanks guys you're definitely gonna win more
1: we just manifest <laughs> that now mm. yeah manifest that shit <laughs> <Yep>. exactly
0: <laughs> okay listeners and we will speak to you again next week bye
2: bye, bye.
0: If you like this episode of Key Caring? Why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Key Caring and over on keycaring.com This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com Studio.com.